literally as I was praying, the Lord's like, I can't even do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? That whistle where he's like, yeah. whoo, whoo. I was like, okay, calm down, Lord. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Dad, keep it down. Just kidding, don't. I'm Beth Davis and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Can't wait to chat with you. I'm excited to share a little bit of what the Lord's been, what he's been doing in my heart. And I think it's a word for you too. So let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, thank you that you're already here, that you never leave us. I pray Lord, that today, Teachable Tuesday, would be a real encouragement uh, that someone who needs to believe your love and your favor, to believe that you're on their side, God, would receive that. So give us um, the grace to receive what you're saying today, the grace to hear your voice more clearly. Father, I pray that you would... Um, put into the hearts of every woman or man listening that this is a word for them, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So a couple of weeks ago, I was getting ready to give a talk. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, but sometimes I can really get in my head and I like second guess, like is this right? I don't know. Even if it's something I'm like really passionate about, something I've, I've talked about before in a different way, I still sometimes can get, you know, a little mental about the whole thing. And I then I start to feel the pressure. And of course we've got some spiritual warfare coming in there. But I remember before I went up to give this talk, I was standing in the back of the church, just trying to worship, trying to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. And the Lord spoke right to my heart. He said, there's nothing on the line. There's nothing on the line. And I felt this total release in my body and a release in my eyes. I just started bawling. There's nothing on the line. There was no way I was gonna mess this up. I wasn't gonna derail the whole weekend. I wasn't gonna derail someone's journey of faith. I wasn't gonna lose favor with God, right? I wasn't gonna mess up my calling with this one talk. But isn't it wild sometimes that that's the kind of pressure we put on ourselves? That we think, gosh, if, if I you know, lost it with the kids today, or if I failed that class, if I'm still having a hard time in that friendship or, or that relationship with my daughter-in-law, I'm a mess right? I've ruined everything. We can go really far to the extreme and the enemy wants to come in and compound that feeling and turn it into a belief. He wants to turn that lie into a belief. But I'm here to tell you today, there's nothing on the line. When it comes to your worth, your value, there is nothing that has the power to define you. What if nothing had the power to define you? What if God had already done that. What if you believed that what God already said about you in his word was true? We're gonna look there today and we're gonna consider the word of God, the framework for our lives. Right now, I want you to make a choice. Choose to believe that what God's word says about you is true. It's true about you. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter what 
you lack. It doesn't matter about the past. It, it doesn't matter. God's word has the ultimate authority to define you. Make that decision right now that whatever Beth is about to read right now from God's word, it's about me. It's for me. I receive it and I claim it as truth because God's word is true. Great. We're in agreement. Well, let me read it to you. This comes to us from the prophet Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. Now the Lord said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I'm gonna read that again, and I'm gonna read it very slowly. I want you to hear this as the voice of the Lord speaking blessing, calling, chosenness over your life. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Hang on a second. Wait. Before we were formed in the womb, we were known? That's right. Before we were even born, we were consecrated, we were set apart, we were appointed as a prophet to the nations before we were even formed or born? Isn't that good news, my friend? Before you could even do anything, much less mess anything up, you were consecrated, you were known, you were appointed. This is the worth that God places on your life. This is the value that God speaks over your life. And guess what? You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to do anything to earn or to deserve that being known by God. You didn't have to earn or deserve being consecrated and set apart. You didn't have to earn or deserve God appointing you, which means if we didn't deserve it and we didn't earn it, if we did nothing to deserve or earn it, we can't possibly mess it up. When it comes to your worth, it's fixed. It's to fixed value. There are no stakes on the table every day. It doesn't matter how you perform or what you fail to do, right? There is no winning or losing with God every day. No, he's already made up his mind about you. You're chosen, you're worthy, you're known, you're loved, you're appointed. There's a special call on your life that has not been given to any other human being on the face of the earth. It's only you, God created you. God knew you, God wanted you, God chose you. There is nothing you can do to offset that worth. There is nothing you can do to lose that worth or that chosenness. God has already made up his mind about you. Now you might be asking yourself, okay Beth, what about sin? Great question, friend. What about sin? Well, the very good news is that Jesus took care of that. Jesus took on all of our sin and shame. He suffered, he died, and he was buried. He took on that punishment, that guilt of our sin, and it was nailed to a cross. He did that for you. He did that for your sin, for your mistakes, for your weakness and your failings, right? He did that for you. So even when we sin, we can't mess up that God chose us. He doesn't change his mind when we sin. He, he doesn't change the terms when we sin. He doesn't back out of the agreement when he sinned. No, he went to his death to keep you as chosen, to show you what you were worth, to show you his love. When we sin, 
nothing changes in the heart of God toward us. He doesn't love you any less. And when we go to confession, he doesn't love you anymore. Sometimes we get kind of a, a silly um, idea about confession. We view it as punishment. We think I messed up, I've gotta go make it right so dad's not mad at me, right? So I'm gonna go to confession. But confession isn't a punishment for our sin. Confession is a pathway to freedom. When we go to confession, we remember who we are, that, that we're known, that we are chosen and consecrated, that we're appointed. We go to confession to remember God's love, to receive his mercy, to be again wrapped in his merciful arms and held to the heart of the Father. We go to confession so God can say, hey, there's nothing on the line here. You didn't mess anything up. I've already made up my mind about you. I love you, I know you. I've chosen you and consecrated you and appointed you. My mind is already made up. So friends, that's not license to do whatever we want, right? we get up and we try again. But if you love the Lord, if you're following Jesus, if you desire to do God's will, God can work with that. Your value is set, right? His heart is set on you. I want you to imagine for a moment God as a, a dad coach, right? <laughs> Maybe some of your husbands do this for your little ones, right? They get somehow dragged into being the coach of like, the kids' soccer team, the three-year-olds, right? They get drawn into coaching their daughter's softball team. So he's a coach, but he's also a dad. He's the dad of the players. And this is, I think, a very helpful image when I imagine the father, especially when I imagine my work, when I imagine uh, something that I want to do, especially something that I want to do for the Lord, like my ministry, my vocation, my family. I like to think of God as a dad coach, right? God, the dad coach is standing on the sidelines. Let's choose soccer. He's standing on the sidelines. He's got those three-year-olds, that's you and me, all around him. We're looking up at him eagerly. We wanna win this game. We wanna do this. We wanna defeat the enemy, right? And our dad coach, he's got his hands down on his knees and he is ready for the pep talk of a lifetime. And today, your dad coach, God the Father, is saying to you, get out there, have fun, have a great game, and let's get juice boxes after. That's the only thing on the line are the juice boxes, and guess what? You get one whether you win or lose. God is not keeping score. He's not counting up all of your rights and wrongs. He's cheering for you. He's on the sidelines. His eyes are on you because he knows you. He chose you and he appointed you. So get out there today, friend. Have fun and let's go get a juice box. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for taking the pressure off. I pray right now that this wouldn't just be a, a nice idea, but that you would actually supernaturally lift the pressure, lift the panic, lift the fear, lift the guilt and shame, lift the sadness, any discouragement that we feel at our own weakness. Anything that's in the past, Lord, we, we release that to you, to your providence and to your merciful hands. We entrust it to you. And right now, Father, we look to you. We look to your smiling face. We thank you that you're on the sidelines doing that silly dad whistle. <laughs> you're 
thank you for cheering us on, for loving us so much. I pray that each one of um, these women listening would, would hear your voice championing them from the sidelines. That when we look up in our day and we catch your eye, that you're already looking at us, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the freedom you offer us in Jesus. We pray these things in his holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father. God bless you, friends. See you next week. Bye.